Now, back to your tech report. Welcome back to your tech report. He is Mitchell Whitfield. I am Mark Aflalo. Please follow along with us on all our social media. That would be at your tech report everywhere, Mitchell, including YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, all that wow. fun stuff. That's a lot of places to reach us, Mark, or to see us, for us to reach you. Isn't that a pretty, that's a pretty impressive lineup. It is a pretty impressive lineup. Mitchell, yeah. as we tease kind of you. leading into the break before this segment, um, yes. we were all uh, uh, in awe, I guess, so to speak, um, of this unpacked event that, that Samsung held in New York City. The Galaxy yeah. S10, the S10 Plus, the S10, what's it called? The E. E, um, yeah. The Galaxy Fold, which we'll get into conversation with in a moment. Before the upcoming even, S10 5G, there are five. The Five phones, Mark. Five of them, yeah. Um, The watch, the earbuds. I mean, there's there's a lot of things that they announced. And uh, before we even get to the products themselves, I really want to kind of take my hat off to Samsung because they're doing something and they've done something this week that hasn't been done in a very long time in this industry. And I'm talking about a very long time. Number one, um, they get the award for the most rehearsed uh, keynote. I mean, there was... I mean, virtually flawless in terms of Isn't that presentation. funny? That used to be an Apple thing, and now Apples are just, you know, just totally overwhelmingly awkward. And, you know, Samsung has taken over the mantle of having these great seamless sort of presentations, yeah, right? Yeah, I mean, everybody that took the stage there, I mean, they, you know, whether their English was their first language or not, they knew what they were saying. They right. knew their stuff. They at least felt like they knew their stuff, and they rehearsed this quite well. Um, visually, always a very stunning presentation that kind of blows blows the mind and blows the eyes and 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 they did something that really kind of took the world kind of by storm or by surprise by having a commercially ready available folding phone i mean that that happened very fast you know from yeah. prototype to to available in april yeah, I mean, I mean, think about it. It wasn't. It was only what? What was it like? A couple of months ago, basically, or almost it was less than a couple CES, months ago. It was a, it, yeah, I and mean, then at CES we saw some awkward folding displays from other companies, not Samsung. Of course, they were saving it, for, of course, for this unpacked event. But and so we knew the technology was there. It wasn't quite polished. You know, is that the best word for it? I don't think it was really polished or people necessarily saw, okay, what is the most practical and obvious application of this technology? That really wasn't there, but we knew it was, we knew it was possible, right? Yeah, no, we definitely saw it was possible, and they and we saw a lot of proof of concepts, but now a commercially available device that will be just under $2,000 available in April or, you know, later this year. I don't think an actual date was released Uh Let's start with the S10, okay? Because sure. this is their new flagship device. As much as some people might say the Note series is tends to be their flagship device, um, the S10 really is their flagship device. And as you said, five models. You know, we start with you know the entry level model, which has a, a beautiful 6.1 inch screen, um, expandable storage, like every other device that Samsung has had out there. Even though that's not the case in the 5G, by the way. That's um, right. Incredible amounts of memory, beautiful infinity edge display that really kind of it immerses you you know whenever you talk about televisions or any kind of visual experience you know you talk about how the outside world has to kind of fade away so that you're immersed in the experience and that's when you know that you're sitting close enough to the television or you're experiencing it the way it should and they've really done an incredible job since unveiling all these phones uh, of giving you that experience especially now that they are officially the first manufacturer without a phone with a notch. 
Yeah, and, and, and here we go, because, you know, there were, there were three big takeaways, uh, three big sort of game changers in the S10 family, or, you know, the true S10 family. And, of course, you talked about you have that hole punch, one tiny little hole, not, not, a, not a notch, not a chin, just a little tiny hole in the upper right-hand corner, I believe, Mark, and that is for the camera, for the front-facing camera, and that is it. Otherwise, you have that beautiful flow-over sort of infinity edge display. That is one game changer. Of course, now they have the fingerprint sensor embedded in the glass that reads it, I believe, by not even visually. Yeah, ultrasonically, yes. by, by, by vibration. My English is good. Uh, so you have vibration reading that thumbprint that hasn't been done before. And from the display, from the, you know, from what I saw them showing, it was very, very fast. I watch, you know, if anybody follows MKBHD, Marquez Brownlee, he had, a, he had a demo over the phone and it was, I was very impressed with how this ultrasonic fingerprint reading worked very quickly. So you have the hole punch, you have that. And then, of course, they have the three cameras on the back of the phone. Isn't it funny, Mark? A lot of the stuff that we're seeing in this new Samsung S10 lineup is stuff that maybe will be promised in the next generation of iPhone. Funny again how Apple is playing catch-up. The other thing, Mark, is you can now use your S10 to wirelessly charge other devices, uh, such as the new Galaxy Buds, their new wireless earbuds, right? Yeah, not very quickly. They say it's like a, a what is it, like a two-watt charge, not very fast, but it, you know, but it's, it's there. But it's there, and if you're in an emergency, right. if you're in a bind, you need to charge something really, uh, you know, at least get a little trickle in there. You can right. definitely get that as well. Uh, pricing is six ninety nine for the E, seven ninety nine for the regular one, and uh, eight ninety nine for the S ten plus. I'm pretty sure those are, are the correct numbers. And we're uh, talking, or I think I'm a hundred dollars off, right? I, was, I think you're a hundred dollars off. Well, uh, well seven, let's go back because you have you have the eight, you have the S ten, right? Then you have the S ten plus. The main difference between those two being, of course, battery life, and I believe the S ten is six. 6.1 inch display, as you said, diagonal, and I believe the S10 Plus is only 6.3 inch. So we're getting a you know a two tenths of an inch difference between the S10 and the S10 Plus. I think Mark, that's to make room for the Note that will be released because they can't make the S10 Plus too big, or else where are they going to go with the Note? That was my takeaway. Do you think kind of the same thing? Yeah, I think there's not really much You got to leave a hole there somewhere so that it makes sense in the marketplace. Um, right. Yeah, I'm trying to find you. And then the pricing. E. <laughs> here's the here's the whole thing. The E because you said I believe it's 899 is where the S10 starts. $9.99 for the S10 Plus. That's where those two. Now, the E is sort of Samsung's answer to the, uh, you know, the iPhone XSR, uh, is that what it is? Or the XR? Correct. Uh, where it's in more of an entry-level model. But here's what's interesting. Samsung took a different approach to their $750 entry-level model, okay? First of all, you're not getting the, you know, the fingerprint reader on the screen like you're getting with the S10 and the S10 Plus. You're getting it on the side, which actually is very natural. It's kind of where your thumb would go anyway to adjust volume or power depending on the device that you have. Um, you're also you're still getting that hole punch and what you're also still getting, Mark, which the you know the 10R does not offer is you're still getting the AMOLED display. You're not getting a watered down LCD display. You're still getting that AMOLED, but uh, similar to the 10R, you are only getting you know, you're limited on the cameras. You're only getting two cameras on the back of the device. So, you know, if you can live without that fingerprint reader embedded into the screen and if you don't worry about that second and, you know, a third camera on the back for $150, you're getting otherwise a full-fledged S10 device. And I believe the RAM on that one starts at six gigs when I think on the S10 models, what are they, the regular S10, they start at eight, I believe, something like that. There's a lot, a lot of specs here, a lot of, things, a lot of numbers to go through, right? $749.99 for the S10e. Mm-hmm. 
S10 regular eight ninety nine ninety nine and the S10 plus nine ninety nine ninety nine US dollars. I got it right. I, I know it. you got it right. I mean, I and plus it. you can even you can even pay monthly if you want to. If you go to Samsung.com, yeah. there are plenty of options there as well. I mean, you know, I always tell people, you know, I'm always I'm Android curious. Uh, and, and, and <laughs> I've been Android curious too, Mark. You're not alone. And, and the other thing on these devices, they have a brand new skin. They've gotten rid of TouchWiz, and they have a new skin called, I think it's Samsung One, um, which is getting rave, rave, rave reviews. They're saying it's even better than the Google you know, Pixel 3, um, et cetera, very et cetera. fast, very yeah. clean, right? Yeah, very, very quick. It's got the latest Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi 6, which has even faster capabilities, new LTE capabilities that are even faster. So it is quite an impressive device available March 7th um, pre-order you can you know, it says schedule the ship on March 7th so right. you can pre-order that right now if you wanted to you can go to your carriers and do that there or go to samsung.com you know you know what's interesting they, they kind of made these strange and again Apple has done this in the past as well but there's a big difference between the way Apple is doing it and the way Samsung is doing it I think I think it starts off the base model of the s10 for 899 that includes what is it eight gigs of RAM and 128 gigs of hard drive space of a flash memory the next step up goes to 512 instead of 256 and the next step up after, after that goes to one terabyte the interesting thing though is they're not making you up you know they're not upselling you on the storage because as with previous models, they have micro SD slots so you can up your own storage without feeling the need to buy the more expensive device, something Apple does not offer. So if you want more storage on your Apple device for your iPhone, you actually have they're, they're going to upsell you to a more expensive model because they don't offer, you know, the micro SD expansion. So again, kudos to Samsung for letting people tailor the phone that works to them, you know, works for them best and works best for their budget. So kind of a cool little thing there. So before we talk about the Fold for a second, because there's so yes. much to talk about the Fold, I want to talk about the the S10 5G. It's going to be a Verizon exclusive when it launches. Right. We're talking about, you know, uh, it's April, kind of May kind of thing. They're saying second quarter of, uh, of 2019. Um, Verizon, obviously, because it's going to be the only carrier that has any kind of 5G network that exists. Would you jump on a phone like this? I mean, I mean all the specs, you know, the specs are pretty much the same as, as the S10 Plus. Um, right. Of course, with the 5G modem, um, it's going to have a higher price tag. 5G will not be a thing, really, for another year and a half or so. So does yeah. it make sense to jump on something like this, or is this really just a way for them to say, hey, we did it first? I think it's a nice thing. I think more than anything right now, it's ni- it's bragging rights for Samsung in terms of, like you said, being able to say, hey, we are first to market with a full-fledged 5G device. But the answer that I would give you, Mark, in terms of importance and decision-making, it kind of comes back to when people ask us, oh, which, which phone carrier should I go with? And that's sort of like, well, you have to find out what works best in your area. And I'm applying that to the 5G thing as, you know, okay, let's see where 5G is available. You have to look at a 5G map and roadmap to see where 5G is going to be expanding next, to see if it's even available in your area where you are. Is it going to be functioning? Is it going to be great? Or do you travel a lot? If you travel a lot, are you going to be taking advantage of 5G wherever you are going to be traveling to? So I really, I really think it comes down to how you use your device. Don't you agree? Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I see 5G as being this very big kind of step ahead, and I think it helps. It's going to help things like medical fields. It's really not going to have as big as a play, I think, on the consumer side, as much as they say, yeah, it's going to be nice to have, you know, faster, lower latency so you can Netflix videos load a lot quicker. But I think it really right. has a lot more commercial and residential applications, places that not necessarily have access to wired or broadband internet, suddenly be able to have it do on the 5G network. So I really don't know in terms of that aspect of things. 
Right, and, and if I'm not mistaken, 5G even exceeds gigabit internet or ethernet, oh, does yeah. it not? Oh, yeah. I mean, so the speeds are, we're talking about insane amounts of speed. We're talking about downloading a full, you know, 4K movie in, in seconds as opposed to minutes. I mean, we're talking ridiculously fast speeds. So, uh, again, as Mark and I have both been alluding to, well, not alluding to, we've been pretty direct about it. Uh, it's not a technology that the average consumer will be able to take advantage of until everyone adopts adopts the 5G protocol as standard everywhere. Not just enterprise, but, you know, everywhere for consumers. It's a nice thing to have if it's available, but not necessary. And I think that's why, to their credit, I think, not to their credit, I mean, Apple is always holding back features so they can sort of incentivize the next device they want to sell you next year. But Apple, you know, tends to remain off that bandwagon until there's widespread availability of the technology making it a viable sell to their customers. So, in this case, Apple staying behind the curve, it kind of makes a little bit of sense, doesn't it? Let's talk about the Samsung Galaxy Fold. This is going to be a a device available starting April 26th, my friend Tom's birthday. Happy birthday, Tom. Uh, Hey, Tom. Starting at $1,980 US dollars. Starting. Now, we're not talking about, yeah, we're starting a $2,000 device in your pocket. Correct. Go ahead. Uh, There's going to be an LTE and 5G version. Um, That's pretty much all we know about this device, other than the fact that on the front of it is a 4.6-inch HD display, not an AMOLED display, not an OLED display. It's an HD display with a 12 12 by 9 display resolution. Uh, 4.6 inches is, uh, you probably have to look at one of the original iPhones. That's about 4.6 inches. Um, The interior phone, I guess the screen is going to be 7.3 inches? Yeah, so it's going to be like an iPad mini-ish, you know, iPad mini-ish or maybe a little smaller than an iPad mini? Yeah, and they're calling that an Infinity Flex display. It's going to be a bezel around it. It's going to fold. I mean, if you try to imagine this, take two phones, two of, you know, today modern phones, a Galaxy S9 or an iPhone, put them, you know, sandwiched together together, and that's the thickness of it when it's closed. Um, And when you fold it open, you got yourself a nice little tablet that runs Android. And I think that's uh, probably one of the biggest problems with this thing is that it it runs Android. I mean, uh, uh, this is, God, is this expensive? Yeah, yeah, it's, I mean, if you thought that having a phone you know, right now that does 5G was sort of for bragging rights to say, hey, look, we're first to market with this. What would you call the fold? Because again, if we're talking about practicality. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So basically, it's going to be a really chunky phone in your pocket that turns into a small tablet. So it's basically, for all those people that aren't wearing cargo shorts, that can't fit an iPad mini in their pocket, which most of us cannot, you you're now going to be able to because you can fold it up and then unfold it when you're ready to use it i i don't know i think it's it's ultra cool in terms of you know it, this is like the the gearhead in me it's like you know pretty shiny cool love it but then the practical side of me says wait a minute idiot what are you going to use it for and again i think yeah. you know when it comes to tablets i've gotten so entrenched in the ios universe um i know android tablets not nearly as pro- even android owners tend to go with apple tablets so i don't know i really don't know if you want a huge screen Android tablet that you can carry in your pocket, I guess this is the only one. 
So it's the only game in town you're going to have yeah. to get it. But it's, I don't know in terms of practicality how it'll serve people on a day-to-day. I don't know. I really don't know. Yeah, I'm curious to see, you know, battery life. I'm curious to see um, the fold life. Are we going to get a crease in the screen after a while? Is it? Yeah, I know. That's the other thing. How old How old is the fold? But you know what, Mark? At the end of the day, you know, bravo, Samsung. Whether it's, whether it's a hit or not, you brought a foldable display to the masses. It's a mass market product. Uh, it's a niche product, to be sure, because of the price. Again, people talk about, you know, as it is buying a cell phone at $1,000, which seems to be the norm now for high-end, for premium cell phones, for mobile devices. You know, it's it's the price of a good computer. Well, $2,000 is the price of a really good computer. So, again, you have to have the, uh, the means to be able to afford this and a use case scenario for it, which not a lot of people may have. Yeah, I, yeah. Is that putting it nicely? I'm trying to be nice. Can I compare this to a device of the past? The Nokia Communicator. Remember that device that I think we first saw in the Saint movie with uh, Val Kilmer? Uh, he was using it to control his car, or he was using the transit to, to, to talk encrypted. Did it have two screens on it? It did. It had a front screen on it yeah. with a keypad on the front, like a regular phone keypad, and it opened, and then it, yeah, and yeah. Then it had the bigger screen and a full QWERTY keyboard. Um, I remember that phone because I wanted it so badly, and I think it was probably around $2,000 at that point, and all right. it did was like, edge data and text back and forth in the web browsing. It but did a lot um, of things really slowly. Yeah, a lot of things. <laughs> so I, listen, I'm curious to, to get my hands on this little device and play with it. And I guarantee I'll be looking at it going, this is just too cool. And then in five years down the road, we'll be looking at similar devices going, wow, we've come a long way, which is really, really, really neat. You know what? Maybe this is just, you know, as many products are, devices that are meant to move the industry forward. Now that somebody comes out with it, you know, you know, when Apple, I don't I don't think anyone has come close to doing what Apple has done in the iPad realm. I think on the phone side, people have not only come close, but have exceeded in many ways the feature set, the productivity, the, you know, the customization options of the cell phone. I think Android has surpassed iOS in that respect. But yeah. in terms of, you know, certain devices, you know, Apple has set the standard there. So maybe, you know, Samsung sort of sets a new standard here and says, okay, now that we've shown that we can do something like this, let's have at it. Let's see, as a consumer, I'm excited for what other people are able to do with the technology. Because if you tell people they can have an iPad in their pocket, I think that's something a lot of people will get excited about because of how popular the iPads are in general. So let's see. This could be the iceberg, groundbreaking product for other products yet to come. I just remember when people were talking about holding the iPad like a phone, like a giant iPad or an iPad Hello. mini towards their ear. It was, uh, it was really cool. <laughs> it is your tech jump. report. He is Mitchell Whitfield. I am Mark Flat. Uh, Lots more to come. Stick around. We'll be back in just a moment. There's more Your Tech Report after this. Hi, I'm Mercedes Nickel, four-time Winter Olympian and host of Dropping In, a podcast with Mercedes. This is a podcast where I interview a bunch of different people. I get the good, the bad, and the ugly, as well as I share my stories along the way. Now you can drop in at droppingin.com or subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. I'll see you soon. I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people. He, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from JeffWoodsRadio.com.